Just let people come on board. Let people come on board. I got my Bon Valjee. Bon Valjee. They make uh, they make nice private jets. Nice private jets. Nice private jets like this one here. This is a this this is a small one. This is a small jet. That's small. So we're believing God for big ones. Big ones. Big jets. Big jets. To go into all the world and preach the gospel. And they're coming. The jets are coming. The doors are opening. And um, it's going to facilitate the traveling. Facilitate the traveling. And it's all by grace. It's all by grace. It's all by grace. So, okay, we got a few people. So let's start here once again. We're looking at this word Zoe. And uh, yes, we are coming to India. We will be coming to India. Uh, we will be coming to Asia. Uh, Africa, for sure. We're coming, we're going back to Africa, but we're going to Asia. We will be going to Asia. That's a promise because the Lord gave me this word to you when the pandemic started, this stupid pandemic, pandemic, I call it. He told me the first word he said that the nations will open up to you because of my healing power. Okay. The nations. Okay. And then not too long after that, he gave me, I'm going to use you to bring reformation to a broken church. I got that from the head of the church. So if the head thinks his church is broken, then um, let's do something about it. All right. And this is what this is what we're doing right now, because the church is made up of people. So when Jesus himself, the head of the church, says that his church is broken, he means his people are broken. And a lot of Christians are broken. A lot of Christians are broken in many ways. And that's because of their minds not working right for them. They're not believing right. They've got bad theology. They've got wrong theology. They've got wrong doctrine. And that'll, that makes you broken. All right? So we got to fix them. <laughs> we we got to fix them. Uh, God had to fix me. Uh, God's been working on me for years um, to prepare me, uh, not only for the nations, but to prepare me. Kenya, Kenya, Kisi, Kisi, Kenya. I like it. When you say, when you show up your name, write down the, 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 the nation, write down your nation. All right. So, so I can acknowledge you because that encourages me too. Kenya, we got Uganda. We got Pakistan, and that's good. This is all great because these are all nations that I'm coming to, okay? I will be there one day. I will be there. That's a promise. I will be there, all right? Missionary Enterprises will be in your nation, all right? That's a promise, all right? And I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to land in your nation, all right? So... Let's move on here, all right? Enough of me talking. Let's move on with the word Zoe. Zoe. Apostle David, Uganda, thank you for suggesting uh, the word Zoe. 
And uh, so we're going to keep teaching on the word Zoe. We got a, quite a few more verses. So let's start here. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians. All right. Let's go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4.18 regarding this word Zoe. All right. So it's used once at least for the believer. Uh, well, it's not even for the believer. This is a very interesting verse. This very interesting verse. I love this verse. And let me say something right here. I've been reading. I've been reading the epistles since over and over and over and over and over again since 2007. All right. When the Lord brought a, a, a preacher into my life uh, by the name of Dave Roberson, Gary Carpenter, Dave Roberson, and they talked about assimilating whole chapters, but whole epistles, whole epistles, assimilate them. How do you assimilate a chapter? How do you assimilate an epistle? I'll tell you how to assimilate it. You read it carefully over and over and over. All right? Like, I mean, maybe even every day, 10, 15 times a day, every day. And if you can, you read it while praying in tongues. Yeah. I can read the word, all right, and read the word, not with my mouth, but in my heart and pray in tongues at the same time. All right, it's not a problem for me at all. At first, it was a problem. I couldn't do it. All right, so Uganda, Uganda. There's another brother in Uganda. All right, and he puts a little flag too. I like that. They put their flags there. That's great. All right. So this word Zoe. Let's look at Ephesians four eighteen eighteen. Now I've got the Amplified here. I love the Amplified. It's a lot closer to the Greek. And uh, so let's read it here. Their moral understanding, he's talking about the heathen here, is darkened and their reasoning is beclouded. They are alienated, estranged, self-banished from the life of God, which with no share in it. This is because of the ignorance, the lack of knowledge and perception, the willful blindness that is deep-seated in them due to their hardness of hearts to... So the insensitiveness of their moral um, nature. So here it says they're banished, okay? They're alienated from the life of God. So every heathen out there, every atheist out there, every agnostic out there, anyone who is not born again, Pakistan, there we go, Pakistan, anyone who is not in union with the second Adam, is still in union with the first Adam, okay? Now, and if they're in union with the first Adam, they're alienated from the life of God, all right? From the Zoe of God, all right? So once you get born again, born with a new nature, right? Born of the Spirit, born of God, born of incorruptible. Once you get born with an incorruptible seed, Pakistan, um, you then you are partaker of the life of God. You come in contact with the life of God, the Zoe of God, all right? That's exciting. That is so exciting because it changes everything. It changes your life. It changes. It should change everything around you. It should change the way you think, the way you see things, the way you talk, the way you live, change your habits, change your preoccupations. It changes everything. It changes everything. It should change everything. If it doesn't change everything, there's something wrong, all right? But it's not God's fault, all right? So we have the life of God, all right? Those of us who are born of God, 
we have the life, we have access, we have the life of God, and we have access to everything that God has available for us as his children. We're his children. I don't have children, okay? Unfortunately, I don't have children, all right? But mo many of you have children, all right? Do you withhold any good thing from your children if they're doing good, if they're living right? Of course not. The same thing with God. The same thing with God. The word says that he does not withhold any good thing to those who walk uprightly, right? Yeah, uprightly. You think God's going to give you something if you're on drugs or if you're drinking or if you're watching pornography or different things like that? Of course not. He's not. But if you're walking with God, if you're walking the best your ability as you can, then he's going to, he's, he's going to do things for you. He wants to do things for you. He's your father. He's your father. All right. So, so this is what, this is the life of God. Okay. So we're not alienated from the life of God anymore. We were before we got born again, before we got saved, but no more. All right. So, so I just want to say here, I don't work with school children. Okay. So I'm not going to help you with Sunday school children. I don't work with school children. I work with leaders. All right. I work with leaders. All right. We work with local churches. We work with Bible schools. All right. I don't work with children. All right. It's not my calling. All right. So let's move on to Philippians. 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 That's just the next chapter over. Philippians. 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 Philippians chapter 2, verse 16. This is a great verse. This is a great verse. 2.16. It says here, Philippians 2.16. We got there. Holding out and offering to all men the word of life. See, the word of Zoe. So that in the day of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ, I may have something of which exultantly to rejoice in glory in that I did not run my race in vain or spend my labor to no purpose. There's so much in that verse. There's so much to that verse. But here we have the word of Zoe, the word of life, all right? There is only one book on this whole planet. I've got lots of books in my library. You've seen some of my pictures. i got tons of books, lots of books. i got lots of books, and I still, I'm going to buy more books, all right? Good books. All right? But there's only one book. There's only one book that is called the Word of Life. And it's this book right here, the Bible, the Holy Bible. All right? The Holy Bible. Here, here's my here's my big here's my big King James. My big King James. Holy Bible. It's the only word of life. There is no other book out there. There's no other book. I don't I don't I don't want to start mentioning names. <laughs> no, no, I'm not into that. But there's only one book that is called, considered, the Word of Life. And that's what we need to give to people. All right? Including believers. Because it's the only word that the Holy Spirit will perform. It's the only word. He don't, he don't perform anything else. He won't, he won't perform your good ideas. He won't perform your opinions. No, he won't. He wrote this book. Well, he didn't write it. He inspired. He inspired Theonustia, right? God inspired, right? God breathed, right? This book was inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? Not necessarily this book here. I'm just saying the Bible, all right? The Greek text, all right? So he inspired men, holy men, as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, it says, all right? 
So he inspired it. So this is what he goes by. He don't go by anything else. And it's got to be rightly divided, rightly interpreted. Because if it's not, he can't perform it. He can't perform. The Bible says rightly divided the word of truth. All right. So if it has to be rightly divided, meaning it could be wrongly divided. All right. So we need to get that straight. All right. So, so here it says that I did not run my race in vain and spend my labor to no purpose. Wow. You know what? A lot of believers, a lot of believers, a lot of believers are running their race. They're not run. They're not, they're not running their race in vain. Yeah. They're running their race in vain. Paul says, I did not run my race in vain. But some, meaning there are some who are running their, their race in vain. You know, he even says in Second uh, Corinthians, uh, he says, I did not take the God, God's grace in vain. Yeah, but I labored more than all of them. Who's all, who's all of them? The other apostles. That's why the apostle Paul accomplished more than the rest of them. That's why he wrote a third of the New Testament. He said he prayed in tongues more than all of them. All right? So we must not take the word of life in vain. We must not run a race in vain. We must not take the God's grace in vain. That's a good teaching right there I need to do. And spend my labor to no purpose. Wow, I see a lot of Christians, they're spending their labor, their labor to no purpose. And it's if you don't find out now, you're going to find out on that day in the judgment seat of Christ. Because in 1 Corinthians, it talks about our works are going to be judged. Yeah. Our works are going to be judged, and if your works are burned up, you're going to lose the reward. You'll be saved as if by fire, but you'll lose the reward of that work. We've got to make sure that's what I'm here for. I'm a reformer, all right? So let's, look at, let's take a look at another one here. In Philippians, we're still in Philippians. Still in Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Philippians 4, all right? Same, same epistle. Philippians 4, uh, uh, verse 3, verse 3, verse 3. Uh, and I exhort you to, my genuine yoke fellow, help these two women to keep on cooperating, for they have toiled along with me in the spreading of the good news, the gospel, as, as have Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of Zoe, the book of life. And we all know about the book of life, uh, especially Revelation. Wow. The book of life is mentioned, I don't know how many times. We'll look at that down the road. Uh, but this book of Zoe. And uh, so this book of Zoe is not the Holy Bible. It's a book that God has in heaven. Either your name's written in it or it's not written in it. All right? So the book of life is not only having your name in it, it's going to have to do with your works, all right? What you've done here on this planet, all right? And you got to make sure, and the Holy Spirit is inside of you to make sure that you do this, your works, they have to line up with His works, all right? Because in Ephesians 2.10, it says that He, we're creating Christ Jesus for good works, for good works, we're created for a good work. We're created, we're not saved by good works. We're created in Christ for good works, onto good works, that God, that God has planned beforehand that we may walk in them. In them what? What them? Those works. So God, whether you're, you're 
uh, a full-time uh, uh, pastor, evangelist, pa uh, preacher, uh, apostle, prophet, whatever, Sunday school teacher, whatever, if that's where God has you, he's got works. He's got works that he wants to do in you, but through you. He has works, all right? And if what you're doing, if that doesn't line up with his works, then those works, the reward, you'll lose the reward. Your works will be burned up on that day. You may have labored. That's what Paul said before. He didn't labor in vain. He didn't labor in vain, to no purpose. A lot of Christians are laboring to no purpose. All right? And we got to be careful with that. And I know sometimes it's, 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 you know, it's not what we really want to hear. You know, but sometimes, well, not sometimes, many times we have to hear things that we've never heard from anybody else, you know, and, uh, but he tells us how to go about and the Holy Spirit has been given specifically for many reasons, but he has been given to help us, to help us. He's called the helper, right? He's been given to us to help us so that we can line up our works with his works, not his works with our works. No, no. We, our works must be his works. All right. Meaning his works become your works. All right. So when you're doing something, when you're preaching something, when you're teaching something, whatever it is, it's got to be him doing it through you. All right. It's called sonship. It's called sonship. Uh, Romans 8, 14, all those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So if you're being led by the Spirit of God and doing something, then you're walking in your sonship. But if you're not being led, you may think you're being led, but if you're not actually being led by the Spirit and doing something, then you're not walking in your sonship. You're walking in the flesh. You're walking in the flesh. We already looked at that a little bit yesterday, and I've touched on this before. This is nothing new. I teach this. I teach this all the time. The old man, new man. Put off the old man, put on the new man. If you don't put off the old man, the old man's going to be on. If you don't put on the new man, the new man won't be on. You got to put off the old man in order to put on the new man. You got to put on the new man in order to put off the old man. All right? Through mind renewal. All right? So I do a lot of these things to help you renew your minds. To renew your minds, because most, I tell you, I don't know all churches out there, and a lot, of, a lot of people think I got a problem with the church. Well, I don't have a problem with the church. I got a problem with the condition of the church. And that's what the Lord told me years ago. He said, you don't have a problem with my church. You got a problem with the condition of my church. And the condition of this church, still to this day, overall, it's broken. It's broken. And that has to change, because Jesus said, my church, I build, it's going to be a victorious church right? The gates of Hades, right? Will not prevail against it. Well, right now, I see the gates of Hades prevail against most local churches, against most ministries, Bible schools. Yeah, that's the way I see it. And that's that's because I'm a reformer. I'm a defender of the faith. I've got the gift of episcopos. It's, it's translated overseer in the English text. So I've got this gift working inside of me. So anyhow, I think we're going to stop there. We're going to stop there. Tomorrow we're going to move on to Colossians and James. All right. So anyhow, yeah, I've been I've, I've been at this for a few minutes here.
So I want to thank you once again for your, for viewing in for, um, and, uh, we really appreciate, uh, doing these things for you. And, uh, things are about to get really, really interesting over here on my side, uh, because of what the Lord, um, showed me and he gave me. And, uh, and that's all part of walking by faith. It's all part of walking by, by faith. Because if I had been walking by sight in the last quite a few years, uh, I wouldn't be persevering in what I'm doing now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would have gave up a long time ago. You know, there's a time where I felt like giving up. I didn't want to give up, but I just felt like I, I needed to give up because things weren't changing. And then that's when the Lord began to teach me and walking by faith and told me uh, years ago, he said, you're going to need to learn to get your encouragement from me, from him and not from the people around me because most people will not encourage you. All right. So that could be a word for somebody out there too. make sure you're doing what God wants you to do, though. Don't be doing your own thing. I spent years praying. I spent years, years praying, seeking God, praying in tongues, researching, reading the word, uh, studying, all these different things like that. Years, no friends, no friends, all right? I don't have time for friends. If they don't want to pray, they don't want to fast, they don't want to do what they should be doing to get ready for their calling, they're not a friend of mine. They, they may call themselves a friend on Facebook, whatever, but they're not a friend. They're not a friend. All right. I'm very, I'm very choosy with my friends. Very choosy. Because most people, they just want to see what they can get out of you. That's all they want. They don't care about you really. They just want to see what can I get from this guy, this preacher from Canada or whatever. You know, well, it doesn't work like that with God and doesn't work like that with me. So I encourage you to learn. I encourage you to learn on what it takes, what it takes to walk, to live in the fullness of the grace of God, as well as in the faith of God, because it's the faith that will give access to the grace of God. All right. So we will see you tomorrow. I'm pretty sure I'll be, I'll be uh, back tomorrow. Uh, there's no reason why. Uh, so I got my work done last couple of days. So anyhow, shalom and amen.